Hello, world, and welcome to Shelley's Plumline. Truthful talk on tough topics, hosted by Dr. Shelley Stewart. Today, Shelley talks about his personal and professional friendship with the philosopher of soul, otherwise known as Johnny Taylor. As the PR director for Redwall Music Company, Shelley had the opportunity to spend time with Johnny, as well as other music greats on that label, including Otis Redding. We'll get to Otis in a future podcast. Both Johnny and Shelley shared a love of spiritual music, and Johnny eventually had a successful career singing the blues, R&B, and soul. Johnny confessed to Shelley that in spite of his musical career, he really wanted to be a disc jockey. He became a DJ known as the Whaler Johnny Taylor on KKDA in Dallas, Texas. Johnny passed in the year 2000, just a few months after releasing one of his best-known songs, Soul Heaven. Shelley started broadcasting in 1949, and he has been on a journey to discover the truth for humanity ever since. And at 89 years of age, Shelley still sits down before the microphone as he pursues answers to tough topics, challenging us to change the experience of being human and our outlook on humanity. Ladies and gentlemen, I am honored to present the oldest podcaster in the world. Get ready. Here is Shelly. And welcome to Shelly's Plumline, the Academy of Common Sense. This is another great time in our lives to be together. No matter where you are, east, west, north, south, we are together as one. I love it. You know, uh, this season on Shelley's Plum Line, or, well, the Academy of Common Sense, we have been dealing with some of the great people that we've had relationships with. B.B. King. Now, Sam Cooke, oh yeah, we talked to Sam Cooke. We talked about the early in other broadcast, other podcasts rather, uh, talking with Eddie Kendricks. Oh, so there's so many people that we've had conversations in relationships with, but all of them had the same thing. Can we make this a better place? That was it. I, I recall Larry Maxwell. The, well, who is Larry Maxwell? I tell you, he's the guy who was a record promoter who was in Atlanta, and he heard a young lady singing over in a community near the, what they call now the Atlanta Stadium, Buttermilk Bottom at that time, that was the area, and it was he that saw her young lady, she was a teenager, and uh, he came over here in Birmingham and we talked. He said, there's a good boy singer in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, and uh, her, her, her name is Gladys. <laughs> and I said, Who he said, that, that's it, Shelly. But she sings over that in Buttermilk. That girl can sing. So anyway, we, we've had conversations, we had conversations with Gladys in our lives. Matter of fact, there's a good photograph I have here. It says, to my friend Shelly, from Gladys Knight. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we've had that, but we were just that, her bubba, her brother. We had those things. Well, anyway, every one of them had conversations about 
our young people, even when they were young, that they didn't want people to drop out of school. They didn't want people to go to jail. They didn't want the crime. This was back in the 60s, folk, in the 50s, these people were talking about these things. They, although they were singers to you, but in their hearts, they were talking about making this a better place, helping, helping not only themselves, but others. Matter of fact, I go back now to, well, around 2002, I, I was uh, over in speaking at a prison. And over there, it was Holman Prison. And I was there, there was a guy in there, he was in the prison, and he called him Big Big Willie. That was his name, Big Willie. He's uh, on our film, our documentary, uh, Inside Out. But Big Willie had the greatest voice of any person I've ever heard. He was in the prison serving life without parole. He was singing to us in prison. The greatest voices I heard in prison. And, and, and well, my mind always go back to things. And during this podcast, go back to that visit in prison at Big Willie. What a talent. What a talent. But also in that prison, which was built for like 400 people, there were 1,500 people in that facility. All it was built for 400. 1,500 men crammed in there. All of it. And I'm talking to the warden down there. And I said, Warden, uh, uh, he said, well, Shelly, uh, our population here is, uh, by the way, the warden was a black dude. He, the, the, the population in here is... Uh, over 70% black? Oh, come on, Warden. Uh, I said, well, what about education? He said, Shelly, out of those boys in here, men in here, 60% of them are actually functionally illiterate in prison. And, uh, well, what about, he said, well, look at the entire population in the country. Uh, 10% of those people really are innocent, but they didn't have the sense to have the facilities to get legal help. So anyway, anyway, uh, the, the, what I'm getting to now is what I experienced that, that on that visit. I was speaking to them, and I decided I would test the man after speaking with the warden. I said, America, spell it. And he you know, looked at me and said, what do you mean spell? And I saw all the brothers <laughs> in prison. I said, I'm African-American. You're African-American. I, 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 yay, yay. I said, spell African. Somebody, no one in there raised their hand to spell, could spell African. I said, oh, my God. I'm standing there in front of them with these guys. I said, spell American. They couldn't spell it. So finally, that's one guy raised his hand, Mr. Shelley, I can spell it. I said, spell it. African, A-F-R-I-C-A-N, African. Spell America, A-M-E-R-I-C-A-N. I looked at him. 
I said, what's the last letter on African? He says, I-C-A-N. I can. What's the last four letters on American? I-C-A-N. I can. And I came in, I told him, I said, here, if you're African, and the last thing says, I-C-A-N, I can, I can. If it's the last four letters on American, I can. Then you're double. I can, I can. With that being said, I'm doing this episode today. I can, I can. Johnny Taylor was a guy that had the same spirit. I can, I can. Yeah, the Johnny Taylor I'm talking about is that guy that, oh, I will introduce him. Oh, yeah, that's him. Oh, you heard it. Disco lady. Conversations went like that throughout our relationship from the time I met him to his death. I met Johnny Taylor when he was singing uh, with a gospel group, the Highway QCs, uh, and, and uh, 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 singing a song like Somewhere to Lay My Head. Uh, there's Johnny Taylor. Somewhere to lay my head. 
Now that that yeah that that's Johnny, but see that th- there was something there that there was another guy that I had met that they were buddies. You know, these two guys really were uh, schoolmates in, in just outside of Chicago in Chicago area. Uh, yeah, they played on the same playground. They uh, challenged each other singing at school. Yeah, they did that. Uh, as a matter of fact, they were gospel singers in school. They they, they were not singing disco ladies and stuff like. That. <laughs> no, really, they Johnny came out of the uh, church family uh, over in, in uh, Arkansas and moved over to Illinois. And Sam Cook was uh, both came out of a church singing family. And matter of fact. Uh, they did a tune together, Sam Cooke and Johnny Taylor. Now, both now you heard Sam Cooke, you know, uh, bring it on home to me, and you heard uh, Johnny Taylor with this, but I want you to hear them right here. Sam Cooke and Johnny Taylor, God is standing by. When you have troubles, don't cry. Just remember that God is standing by And when disappointments, you know they'll find you by and by But don't you worry, don't feel miscarriage, and don't you cry. Let me tell you, That's awesome. I mean, that is awesome. 
Uh, well, I talked about uh, why uh, why he decided to sing the blues. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. Well, uh, this gospel. Uh oh, uh oh. But is he gonna sing this now? Uh oh, it's still called the blues, no matter how you look at it. People got money, Johnny. Still got problems. Go to the psychiatrist. Try to solve them. Hey, any way you look at it. online people see look online they'll see a uh, bunch of us together I'm on that Johnny Taylor push the stage all of us the gang they call us that that time it's online I've seen it not that I'm an online guy but I do know it's out there anyway uh, we would hang together in different places throughout the country Johnny Taylor and I uh, I decided which another episode which I'll explain uh, we became very close to another guy who was behind behind us. Uh, his name was Big O. We'll talk about that later on. But uh, this guy, Johnny Taylor, uh, and I would uh, do things that no one else could ever talk about. Uh, I decided to take a little break uh, because I was operating record companies, record stores, Advertising agencies on the stage. Oh, I was hanging, baby. But I decided in the 60s that I would do something else. Otis Redding and I decided we'd do something together. I decided, oh, I'm going my PR skills. I'm going to uh, do the marketing. So I took a little position uh, where Johnny was hanging. Uh, Percy Sledge was hanging, uh, and all of these people were hanging. I decided that I would take a little break, and I became the a director of public relations for Redwall Music Company, which that's the company which you all know about, Otis Redding. Johnny Taylor was on the roster there. We would hang throughout our time, we would do things together. 
uh, we would, I would visit him on his, uh, uh, you know, what to call them, shows. We'd book him places. I would show up there. I would show up anywhere these guys from Red Wall were playing. We'd book them. I would be there. But Johnny Taylor was the guy that I was always hang with. We would travel together. We would hang together. But we would always talk about God. We talk about the times coming up. We talked about things that were existing uh, at the time in our lives. We talked about uh, he talked about his children, and I talked about mine. We discussed each other with the, each other great things. Matter of fact, uh, I I went into Dallas Fort Worth. I was invited to visit his home there at Tag Enterprises. And oh, did we turn Dallas out. He and I, <laughs> oh, we had a great weekend together there, tag enterprises. But while there, everyone in Dallas, Fort Worth knew that Pete, which he never called me Shelly and I never called him Johnny, we referred to each other as Pete. He said, hey, Pete. And I said, hey, Pete. But everywhere in Dallas, we would hang and we hung that weekend. And we talked about our lives Went to his home, meet his wife and a couple of children there. But ladies and gentlemen, I will tell you right now, I've never met a person in my life that had more soul for human beings, for life, for people, and the love of God. Hopefully that children would not end up in the streets or in jail, which we talked about when I first came on this episode. We talked about that. We talked about education. Although he sang the blues, he talked about these things. And I said, Johnny, you're a great blues singer. Out of all the things that you have done, you're a great gospel singer. I, I, I know all of this. But what is it you'd love to become? He looked at me and said, I'd like to become what you've done. And what you, I said, what? I would love to become a radio personality. I'd like to become a Shelly. Johnny Taylor, you want to become a Shelly? He said, yeah, a man, you came out of Birmingham, Alabama. People don't know about you in New York. Not really. People don't know about you in Los Angeles, but the entertainers do. People don't know about you in Chicago, but the entertainers do. Or Detroit, the entertainers know who you are. Atlanta, they know who you are, Shelly. Citizens don't know. They don't know that you're the guy that that was there with Martin Luther King Jr. And, and they don't know that you're the guy that, that challenged Eugene Bull Connor. That they don't know that you're the guy that put many of us out there when we were on the Chitlin' Circus, Shelley. Oh, come on, Johnny. So what would you like to be? I, I want to be a DJ just like you. So I couldn't believe that, but I will tell you, many don't know this, but Johnny Taylor became a radio personality, a DJ in Dallas, Fort Worth. He went by the name of, he called himself the Whaler Johnny Taylor. So, uh, I will tell you right now, no matter where you are, what you're doing, it's 
being together, education, love. I recall the last words we had together. Pete, we love each other. And I said to Johnny, I love you too. Ladies and gentlemen, Johnny Taylor is the guy that I will tell you no matter what. It's what he lived for. And I don't know, I've met him. Two weeks before he passed, had a heart attack. I met him with one of his older children. He had stopped drinking, and so had I at that time. We met at the Tutwater Hotel in Birmingham. He was playing at the fairgrounds. And that's when we said we loved each other. Two weeks later, he died. But a month later, ladies and gentlemen, today, I, I'll play it. And I will play it in my heart from now on. He did a tune called Soul Heaven. I love y'all. God is good. This episode of Shelley's Plumline was written, produced, and edited by Dr. Shelley Stewart and Mark Jamras. It was produced by Stewart Productions at the Plumline Studios in Sterrett, Alabama. If you are a fan of Shelley's Plumline and you like what we are doing here, please remember to subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Give us a review and share this podcast with others. Follow us and continue the conversation on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. This is Mark Jamrose. We'll see you next week. Keep sharing the love and we'll all grow stronger.